Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our 
Sunday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host for the night, Sean Holmberg, along with, um, well, we may have Chris join us later on, we may not. Anyway, uh, our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something over the next two hours, please give us a call. You can also email us at prayerinternational.com gmail.com and if you have any prayer requests we can um, answer them through there too so um, let's start off with some prayer we're going to spend a lot more time in worship um, and then get into some reading um, and teaching on the word Father God Lord we exalt you being Father I'll just amazing. Father, how great an honor we have to serve you tonight, Lord, to lift up our voices to you and declare, God, that you are the King of Kings, Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus, forever you are exalted on the throne. Forever your name is exalted above every name that is named in heaven or earth. Jesus, the scripture declares that the Father has put all things under your feet and made you to be head over the church. Father God, we exalt you, Lord, and we give you the praise, honor, and glory that is due to who you are, Father. Lord, tonight we ask that you would reach out and touch the lives and the hearts of every single person who's listening to the broadcast, Father, whether they're listening live tonight or whether they're listening to this on a recorded archive, Father. Lord, you know what their needs are. Father, your word declares that you know every need that we have before we could ask it. But you said, Jesus, to ask and that we would receive and so that our joy would be full, Lord. And so, Father, tonight we're asking that you would meet every need, Father, whether it's emotional, Father, or financial. Lord, whether they need a breakthrough in any area, Father, we know that you are the God who is more than enough. You are the all-sufficient one. Lord, you are the God who does not lie, and you stand true to your word, Father. Remaining faithful from generation to generation, Lord, and we ourselves, Lord, live by grace. Father, we live completely by grace, Lord, through your love, through faith and what you've done to us and through us and for us, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we owe everything to you, Lord, every breath, every action, every word, every deed. Father, we lay our lives down to you tonight, asking that you would have your way in our lives. Holy Spirit, that you would come in and teach us about Jesus, that you would come in and teach us and reveal to us the thoughts and the heart of the Father that we could be transformed, Lord, by the renewing of our mind, that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. As your word declares that we are being transformed from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Jesus, we're asking that you would transform us tonight in your image, that you would take out the stony hearts that we have and give us new hearts, Father, give us new mind. Give us new perceptions, Lord. Give us new ideas. Give us new dreams and give us new visions. Father, not based on our own 
thoughts and desires, Lord, but based on your kingdom purposes and your kingdom plans for the salvation of this world, Lord. Not for just our cities, Father, but for the entire world. Lord, your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Father, so we cry out tonight, Lord, knowing that you hear our voice, Lord. Father, knowing that, Jesus, you said for us to pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would send laborers into the fields. So, God, tonight we come boldly to your throne of grace, in which your word says we are accepted in a time of need, Father. And no greater time than this, Lord, when we are asking for intercessors. Father, though the times are dark, Lord, though we are living in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, Father, we ask that even now you would still raise up intercessors. Lord, that you would still raise up men and women of God to boldly proclaim the word of your gospel to every nation, Lord, to every tribe, to every tongue. Father, that your name would be magnified, that your name would be exalted, that your name would be glorified into this earth, Father. Father, for anybody out there who has any kind of infirmity, any kind of sickness, Lord, Jesus, we know that the word declares that anyone that was brought to you, you healed everyone. And tonight being no different, Father, for we know that you're here with us through your Holy Spirit, Lord. We ask that you would confirm that same word, Holy Spirit, that those who are in need of healing tonight, that in the name of Jesus, they would be completely and totally restored, completely and totally healed and made new, Father. Lord, that organs would be renewed and made whole, Father, that bones would be mended and healed. Father, the diseases would be removed in the name of Jesus. And most of all, God, Father, give us your eyes, Lord, and give us your heart tonight.
Okay, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer, give us a call. So tonight we're going to um, read from Ephesians. Um, and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. Holy Spirit, Father, we ask that you would take this word and make it alive to us tonight. Father, this word become a fountain of living water inside of us, springing up into everlasting life, Father. That you would use the word to renew our minds, Father. Um, Paul says in Ephesians um, chapter 4, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. <laughs> you know, Paul, Paul had this... Um, interesting relationship with the Lord and that the one he once persecuted is the one he ended up loving not being able to comprehend this Jesus before he was himself born again um, the scripture says in Romans that the things of the, of the spirit are spiritually discerned um, to those in the flesh and so the world can't comprehend can't understand can't discern can't can't understand anything of the nature of God of the things of the spirit and Paul once was like that and then was drastically um, changed when he met Jesus not because he had heard a good message because he would have had opportunity to hear about this Jesus, but it was only when he came into contact with him, when he had the direct revelation of knowing the Lord. And from that moment on, um, the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. From that point on, even though he was set free from all his physical change, uh, physical change from his fleshly um emotional change he still considered himself to be a prisoner in a cell that walls and bars were made with grace and love that he understood that his life was hidden in Christ Jesus that his purpose was hidden inside of Christ that everything he did whether he lived or whether he died was no longer for himself but it was for the Lord that as the scripture says he was made a new creation in Christ Jesus and that his life was completely transformed. So he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling to which you were called. You know, the scripture says, many are called, but few are chosen. The Lord is constantly, um, fervently um, calling out to the world, calling out to the lost sheep, not only of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but the lost sheep of the Gentiles, which is everybody else, um, until the end, until the last day, he will continually be working in this earth to redeem man unto himself, to deliver the message of his great love, which he demonstrated in Christ Jesus. And he calls many people, but few are chosen, and the ones that are chosen are the ones who actually accept the call. There were there's a story of the of the ten um, the ten um, brides and or the bridegrooms ten brides, and um, who some of them were ready and some of them weren't, 
And when the master called the feast together, some were there and some wanted to show up and some didn't. And, you know, many times the Lord calls people and for whatever reason they don't answer. They don't hear his voice. They don't heed his voice. And there will be a time coming when the doors will be shut and at that point it will be too late. But for all of us who have heard his voice and received him into our life, he has declared great promises to us that he would come in and make his home with us. That he said that he has made us citizens with the other saints and the members of household of God, having blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. It says in um, verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, which means patience, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, um, those two verses about lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, our conduct and our attitude Okay, everybody, sorry about that. It looks like we lost our signal for just a second. Using Skype, that happens usually at least once a night, so hopefully that was the only time. Um, so where we were talking um, in Ephesians uh, chapter 4. Um, it says in verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore he said, you know, let me stop there. Um, when it says, but to each one, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Something I heard once is that, you know, the faith and the measure of the favor, of the measure of, of grace and the measure of faith that each one of us have. Um, it says that each one is given a measure of faith, and each one is given a measure of his presence, um, which is unlimited. But the real question comes with how much do we actually walk in, how much of his presence, how much of our lives are surrendered over to the Lord. And because you can have about as much as the Lord as you want, you can get as close to the Lord as you want. Um, the real question is, what's the desire of your heart? Is the desire of your heart to know the Lord just for the sake of doing ministry? Or is the desire of your heart to know him because you want to know him? Because you want to know who he is? Because when the scripture says it's he's the one who fills all in all, that you understand that he is the fullness, the one who brings peace and brings joy. It says in verse 8, Therefore he says, when he ascended on high and led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men, now this he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, 
that he might fill all things. Referring to, in, in, in a way, after the death of Jesus Christ, he was dead and buried, then resurrected on the third day, having preached peace to those who were far and to those who were near, having gone and preached peace to those who were held captive by the power of death for every generation since the beginning, and preached the gospel of his own kingdom to them, and at the same time having taken authority and dominion over the very power of death and the hell and, hell and the grave, and having taken the keys to be declared righteous and the, the, the victor and victorious, and then he ascended to heaven and sat next to his father on the throne which he occupied since the world began, and from that place the Father saying that he was going to put all things underneath his feet. It says in verse 11, And he gave, he and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, this is an important verse because it goes back to our intentions and the way that we walk in this world. Are we doing ministry, um, those of us who do ministry, are we doing it to promote ourselves, to exalt ourselves so that our, our name could be great, so that we could, you know, heaven forbid, um, that we do it just because we want to make a paycheck? Even though the scripture says those who um, work on the gospel should live from the gospel. And I'm not saying that ministers shouldn't necessarily be paid, but I'm saying the real question is not the end result. The question is what's the motivation behind what you're doing in your life, whether it's being in the ministry or being a school teacher. It, it doesn't make any difference. We have to look at our own hearts, as the scripture says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We need to continually look at our own actions, look at our lives, and see if the reason we're doing things is if we're doing them for him or if we're doing them for ourselves. Um, because sometimes, you know, there, there's a grace that we have from the Lord when we do things, period. But there's an even, even, even greater set of grace when we're walking in the Lord, when we're actually walking in the works which he has prepared for us to walk in, that he could be glorified and it says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, um, James is he who has learned how to guard his tongue as a perfect man. And, I'll, and anyways, in verse 14 it says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness and deceitfulness of deceitful plotting. You know, um, throughout the beginning of the ages, um, since the world began, there's always been different theologies, different religious beliefs, different um, spiritual beliefs, um, different doctrines, um, that come up and they spring up out of the blue and then they disappear and they fade away. Um, there's always new doctrines that come out, new ways of thinking, new approaches. 
but nothing is eternal except for the Lord Jesus Christ, except for his work. And, you know, Paul said, if anyone preaches any gospel except for what he preached, let him be, let him be accursed. And one of the reasons he said that is because people will take the gospel and they'll manipulate the truth of the gospel for their own um, for their own purposes. And these things shouldn't be so, but they are. And it's what happens. And so over here, someone will say, well, you know, we need to believe this, 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 and this. And I just learned about this, and we're going to do this. And, you know, Ecclesi the book of Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. And I'm here to tell you that the only thing that's eternal, the only thing that's true is the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the end story is him. Everything else is just superficial. Everything else um, carries less weight, though there are other important um, things in Scripture, um, a lot of important things in Scripture. But when it comes down to it, the message of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which has been proclaimed from generation to generation since the foundation of the earth, and that God was in the world redeeming the world to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. It's the only thing that will remain. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word, his word will remain forever. It says in verse 15, But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from which the whole, whole body, joined and knit together, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself and love. It always surprised me how long some of the sentences are that Paul made. Um, you know, what it's saying is speaking truth and love. I, I love that. Um, it means don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to speak the truth of the gospel if you're doing it in an attitude of love. Though it's true that he is the only judge. He is the only one worthy to be the judge over all of us. And it says we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And it, the Bible says not to judge anyone. There's a difference between judging people and speaking the truth. Um, because we judge not people themselves, but we judge actions and we judge intentions. And even Paul said to discern the spirits, whether they come from God or not. And, you know, something me and Chris um, have talked about a lot, Chris, um, for all you knew, Chris is the other host of this show, is that, you know, we don't have any new revelations to give you. We just have the one, which is Christ Jesus and the love of God. And we have his word, which is true, the very Bible that... Um, we have um, which is his words that was written down and we believe the scripture to be true and we frown upon people who take the scripture, take the word um, twist it and manipulate it for whatever reason they do it and there's countless many reasons people do that but Pretty much we're going to come to you and we're going to be open and honest with you about what the scripture says. And we'll let you, if you have a disagreement with it, if you have a problem with something that's said, um, 
will pretty much let you um, take that up to the Lord because he's the one who wrote it down. So, anyway, we're going to take a break for a second. Our call-in number, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call, and we will be back in just a second.
you know, we as a body of Christ who have the Word of God, who have the revelation of the knowledge of God, who have the fellowship and the companionship and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on our lives, as the Scripture says that we were sold with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption, we have, the Bible says, this treasure in earthen vessels, carrying about the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ into this earth. And our conduct and our attitude, everything about us should be different. We're practically a complete, diff completely different species on in this world, not necessarily in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm we are, having been made alive again through the blood of Christ, having been set, sanctified and set apart from the rest of the world through the blood of Christ, having been made new, as the scripture says, anybody who's in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have come new. And Paul said to put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the seeful lust. Now, what ends up happening more often than not with many of us, um, I myself not excluded, is that, Every, when everything's going great, when everything's fine and wonderful, um, it's easy to have um, an attitude of praise and worship and to walk around rejoicing in the Lord. But Scripture says to rejoice in the Lord in all things, always. And the real question is when tragedy falls, when the bad things happen, and the, they will because the Bible says he calls, causes the rain to fall on the just and on the unjust. The question is, what is our character made of then? Where do we find ourselves then? Do we find ourselves still continually to strive to walk in the spirit? Or do we pick up the old man that is supposed to be dead and buried and pick up the old attitudes and the old thought processes and the old desires and the old motivations? And where are we getting our substance from? It's easy when there's a multitude of manna falling from heaven and into our lives for us to rejoice in the Lord and to glorify him. But when everything is going bad and we're in the valley, the question is, are we still rejoicing in him? Are we still understanding that he is our provision and not something that we could do with our own hands? Because more often than not, when the Lord provides, we thank him for it, but when he doesn't provide, we turn around um, because we don't understand what he's doing. We don't understand his plans and purposes, and we attempt to do things on our own. But when in, in reality, when things aren't going the way that we expect and when we don't see the, the, the abundance of provision, we should even more be seeking the Lord to seek his direction, to seek his guidance, to seek where he wants us to go and how he wants us to move so that he could bless us. Because the Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. The one thing the children of Israel never comprehended and could never understand after 40 years was that he was with them. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the scripture says, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And if he who delivered us and set us free and sanctified us and seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, how will he not through him freely give us all things? As the scripture says, behold, in him we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. How will he who not 
who gave his own son for us, how will he not freely give us all things? If we learn to ask, he said, if a, if a son asks his father for a fish, will he give him a stone? How much more will our heavenly Father provide for us who continually seek his face, who continually learn to trust in him in every situation, in good seasons and in bad? Because the real question is, where do we turn? Do we give up faith and we give up hope? Or do we rest knowing that he is with us? Rest knowing that he said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Rest knowing that he could cause water to come out of the rocks just as much as he could, as water could come out of the oceans and in the rivers. Because we understand that our provision and our substance doesn't come with things made with human hands, but they come from him alone. It says in verse 25, Therefore, putting away lying, let every one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, and give no place to the devil. You know, that's a good one, because the only authority that he has is what we give him. You know, in the old days of my old man and I used to um, spend time with people who were in um, magic and witchcraft and things like that. And from those experiences, I learned a great deal about giving the devil authority. Um, all the ways that the world, who, as the scripture said earlier, walk in ignorance because of the blindness of their hearts, not comprehending that which they do. Jesus on the cross said, God forgive them for they know not what they do And we have a whole world who's Under this way of the wicked one Deceived in their minds Not comprehending the Spiritual battle that rages all around them Like Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood But against principalities and powers And the rulers of the darkness of this age But people don't understand They don't know Which is why we intercede It's why we pray that the Father God Can open their heart can open their eyes through his Holy Spirit That their spiritual man May become alive in him That they can see the things that are true And the things that are not You know Adam and Eve never needed the, the gar When they were in the garden They had you know a, a lesson we taught a while ago Was about how you know in the garden of Eden They made a choice between life and death And like it says in Exodus Jesus day Or when the, um, the prophet Elijah Stood on the mountain and says Jesus day you will serve And um Deuteronomy it says choose this path, choose the path of life. There's blessing, or you can choose death. And Adam and Eve had a choice between life and death, but their choice was to choose knowledge, which the knowledge was what would brought what is what brought death. When they could have chosen life, because they had the garden, they had the tree of life, which if they would have eaten it, they would have had eternal life. And then they had the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because they wanted knowledge. But they could have had life eternally. And what they didn't realize is that they didn't actually need the tree of life and they didn't need the, knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All they needed was him. Because he was the source of life. And he was the source of all knowledge. They didn't actually necessarily need the tree. They needed him. 
they could have come to him and learned from him and heard his thoughts and heard and had him teach them. But instead, on their own accord, they chose to go after knowledge in a way that would never bring true knowledge. And through it, their minds became even more close and their spiritual men dead because they chose the way of the world and not the way of the spirit of God. And in this world we live in, there's so many people practicing magic and playing with tarot cards, not understanding even seances and things like that, um, a bunch of ridiculous stuff, not realizing the spiritual battle that they put themselves in subject to, not knowing the spiritual principalities and powers that they are giving way into their households and into their lives. And they do it in ignorance because they don't know, because they don't know the truth. And But what they need is the blood of Jesus. What they need is the knowledge of the living God. What they need is intercessors um, to pray for them and intercede for them on, on their behalf. What they need is people to stand in the gap for them, to put a hedge of protection around them. What they need is for people to be bold enough to proclaim the word of God to them in truth, as it says, it said earlier, speaking the truth in love. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and for and necessary for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. That one verse alone is a year-long teaching, which I still don't feel qualified to go into much detail about. But that's something you should, that's one of the scriptures you need to go and seek the Lord and have the Holy Spirit reveal himself to you. It says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So this is Prayer International Radio, our call-in number, once again, 619-638-8458, and that's going to wrap up the first hour of the broadcast. So we're going to take a break for a few minutes, um, get into some worship, and we will be back in just a few minutes.
all over this world there's people who don't know that and who still follow um, their own plans and their own desires, um, believing what they're what they're told through the world, not knowing the truth, not knowing about the spiritual battles that are being waged all around us on a daily basis. Um, whether it's um, articles like uh, Ouija boards and tarot cards, or whether it's the things that we watch on TV that we expose our minds to, whether it's the conversations that we hear and the things that we allow through our eyes and into our mind, which then can corrupt our hearts. Um, but thanks be to God, who always leads us into triumph and victory. Thanks be to God, who saves to the utmost. And there is never an instance where his hand is too short that it cannot save. And for any of those who would call upon his name, for he said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And regardless of the situation, regardless how far away a person has fallen, um, regardless of the acts that they've committed, his blood is enough to sanctify even the worst sinner. His love and compassion is enough to draw even the person with the hardest heart and to bring them to him and through his grace, through the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to the hearts of men so that all men may come to the knowledge of the love of God. All men could come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, some things are true whether you believe in them or not. And, you know, Smash 240 was um, mentioning, I mentioned something about tarot cards. And, you know, some people think things are fun and games, but they don't understand the reality of what they do. And they don't understand that there's no knowledge, no special knowledge that comes from men. Men, as themselves, have no power. Um any power that's demonstrated in this world um, comes from without outside of our ourselves um, comes from some other influence some other source whether it's God or whether it's the enemy whether it's the host of heaven or the host of hell if you want to put it that way um, tarot cards being one of those things where people practice them and through their practice um, are doing something called channeling, which is allowing an energy, if you want to use that terminology, to come in and have control and to grant them knowledge that they wouldn't have and to help them discern and to see things they shouldn't see. Um, never the future, only the past. Because the enemy doesn't know the future outside of his own demise in the lake of fire, but he does know the scripture. and But it's still hidden, in a way hidden from him. For had he, even the enemy, would, even if the enemy had known and had revelation to the scripture, which only comes through the Holy Spirit, that he would have never allowed Jesus Christ to be crucified, if you think about it. Um, because he's been with the, he's been around since the beginning. 
stood before the Father God and let his own pride corrupt his heart and the sinful nature took hold and he rebelled against the one true source of life and in his own ignorance thinking he could rise above the position that he was already in and so now in his wrath and in his anger deceit spends his time deceiving the world accusing the world unto the father but we have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous and that being said people are still deceived because you know they don't know the truth they don't know what they allow they don't know um, what's all around them I remember um, reading this book about um, this man who or maybe it wasn't a book it was a writer as a preacher who was saying it um, there was a guy um, who had prayed and asked the Lord because you know Paul said we 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 fight not against flesh and blood against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age and we all know the scripture but we don't always know what it means um, but what it means is all around us 24 hours a day 7 days a week there's a host of things that we cannot see in the spiritual realm that interact with the physical realm and vice versa and there are demons walking around on the street and some in human form some not in human form and there are angels all around us, some in human form, some not in human form. The Bible says that, I think it was Jesus, or Jesus, no, yeah, the Bible says that, I think it was Paul who said that um, sometimes people have been host to angels without even knowing it. Sometimes a person that you feed on the street corner could really be an angel and you never know it. But that's neither, it's not for us to get into um, the only thing that we should be concerned with was, is what is in the Bible. And anything else is outside of the realm of knowledge and influence that we need to have. Because anything else will take us into places that the Father didn't desire or want us to go into. And the dangerous thing about knowledge is, to say, say this, is that there's all sorts of knowledge out there. But we are not seekers of knowledge. We're seekers of God. And at least we fall into the same trap of Adam and Eve, um, running after the knowledge instead of running after the source of the knowledge. Um, and, you know, some people don't believe in God, and then some people don't believe in the spiritual other side of the equation, which is magic and things like that, but I, I would tell you that those things are are real. But you don't need to know about them. There's a lot of things that are out there that are true that we don't need to know about. Um, the content of the host of the heavenly armies, the content of the host of the demonic armies, we don't need to know about. Um, you know, there's this book out there um, called the book of, and usually I wouldn't get into this, um, but I'm going to attempt to guard my tongue as much as possible for those of you who are listening, um, to preface everything that everything you should do should always be in line with hearing the voice of God and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a, there's this book called the book of Enoch, um, 
which the preface of this book is that it covers a time period. It was supposedly written by Enoch, who was the son of the son of Methuselah, who came right, who died right before the flood, um, the oldest man who ever lived in the history of the world. And you know, on a completely different note, Methuselah himself being a symbolism of God's grace and long-suffering in the world, um, prolonging his life until he had to bring the flood. And But his father, Enoch, it says, the Bible doesn't say much about Enoch. It says, for Enoch walked with God, and then he was not, for God took him. Well, this book called the Book of Enoch um, is supposedly writings that he made during that period where God revealed to him the things of heaven. And things that had happened um, about that time of the flood, and there, there's a, a period right before the flood, which is very brief, where we don't have a lot of um, knowledge. We, the Bible doesn't tell us, and for one reason that we don't need to know. And um, so, to, just a brief summary is that um, there's a verse in the Bible that says, "And there was giants in those days," and it talks about angels coming down and. Um, doing all sorts of things and a lot of sorts of evil knowledge um, came from them. And, you know, all, all that being said, the book itself is an, I mean, I think it's an amazing book. I think it reads um, for all of you who are spiritually minded um, as far as the Holy Spirit who have discernment. I think when I've read this book, um, it it pretty much went along the same theme and the same tone and the same feeling as reading the rest of the scriptures. However, that being said, it doesn't mean it's a book that we need to read. There's things that are in there um, and knowledge that we don't need, um, whether it's true or not. And, you know, you'll find the world practicing all sorts of witchcraft and magic and um, my brother my wonderful brother um, a long time ago, my twin brother to be precise, was actually a high priest in um, black magic. And not the stuff that you see on TV, but the real stuff where you conjure demons and you do the really, really things that we consider crazy and that you only hear about in movies is the stuff that he did. And, you know, for a while when I had... Um, a long time ago in an old life, I had actually joined in with him on some of it and, you know, seen some things I wish I would have never seen, learned some things I wish I would have never learned. But thanks be to God who always is there and always delivers us, whose love is faithful and his love is long-suffering his, and always enduring with us, um, always drawing us no matter how far away we go. And, but one thing, I say all this to say the one thing I learned is that, um, the, how do I put this in the right way? At the, it, to explain, I guess the best way to explain it is, at the height of certain um, ceremonies um, where men attempt to conjure spiritual entities into the physical realm, into a physical um place, there's a lot of precautions that even they take. Um, 
some of the things that they do um, are, it's not like you just um, open up a book and light a candle and just say some words. No, it's like sometimes they spend six months to a year in preparation for something. And But I learned that there's actually a, um, a mimicking of some of the stuff that happened in the Old Testament as far as um, the high priest would where where in the high priests and magic would wear certain garments and they'd have to have certain symbols written upon them, which I thought was interesting because some of these symbols would have the names of God on them, the name of Jehovah God. Um, and the even the ceremonies, even the um even the words they would use, these conjurations, they would have a set to use for conjurations, and then they would have another set to banish these entities. But when they used the, ban the banishment spells, if you want to call them, they always had to call upon the name of the Lord God. And I thought that was interesting, that those who claim they don't believe in God still had to use his name and, and, and in a way invoke the authority of the Most High God, the Lord Jehovah. In order to get rid of something, they should they should have never called in to begin with, and you know I just thought it was funny and immature and um, but sadly, but very sad too, that people experiment with things that they don't need to be involved in. Um, but there is deliverance through Him. There is an abundance of love through God who. You know, um, his long-suffering is unbelievable. His mercy is unbelievable. That no matter what a man does, he, his blood will cover a multitude of sins. Um, okay. So we have someone who's um, calling in to the prayer line. So I'm going to put some music on for a second and talk to them, see what's going on. And um, I will be right back.
Revelation in the depths of his heart. Flow of his heart, the pure, the pure, the pure flow of his 
There is a 
Hey everybody, welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call in number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. So um during the rather long break we had a couple prayer requests. Um the first one um already prayed for a little bit. Um we'll call him Nicholas. Father, um once again, Lord, we're asking that you reveal yourself tonight to, Luke, to um, Nicholas' father. Lord, that you would touch his heart, God. Jesus, touch his heart tonight. Father, show him the greatness of your love toward him, Father. Your word declares is your goodness that leads men to repentance, Father. So, Lord, I pray that you would turn his eyes to you, Father, and remove every harsh word from the enemy in your name, God. So for all of y'all who are listening out there, um, we have um, one more prayer request that I want all of y'all to to be praying for and interceding for. Um, good timing, because Antarctica just showed up uh, in the chat room. So um, Jasmine, um, who I believe is six years old, um, is was diagnosed with leukemia. Which we know is not of God And You know the scripture says um, Priest of the kingdom of God Is at hand Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead All those things that Jesus did And he said the works that I do you will do also Because I go to my father And Jesus said whatever things you ask in my name That I will do And You know he said If two or more of you are gathered together in my name I am there in the midst and we're gathered, and we know that his word declares that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And it said, asking you shall receive. So, Father God, Lord, we come boldly to your throne of grace, in which we are accepted in a time of need. Father, we all stand in agreement, Lord. Upon your word for Jasmine, Father, that says, by your stripes, Jesus, she is healed. So, Father, we rebuke the spirit of leukemia on Jasmine in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, and we command complete and total healing over her right now in the name of Jesus. That every leukemia cell would be removed in the name of Jesus. Father, that she would be made whole from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, we thank you for your blood, Jesus, over her. Father, we thank you that we can come and stand before you and declare your word to be true into this earth, Father. And so we break the demonic spirit of sickness over her and disease. Father, we cast out the spirit of leukemia in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that she is going to be made whole in your name, God. Father, in your name she is going to be made whole, Jesus. Father, and we pray that your will would be done over her life, Father. Lord, as your word declares that you have a plan and a purpose for her life, Lord, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, Father. God, you said that you know the thoughts you think for us, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give us a future and a hope. Jesus, you said that you're the good shepherd. You said that you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would touch Jasmine right now, Father. 
Lord, that you would make her a praise and a glory to your name, Father. Lord, that you would open her eyes, even at six years old, and reveal yourself to her. Lord, that even now you would open her spiritual ears so she could hear your voice, Lord. Father, thank you for healing her, Lord. Thank you that she has been made whole. Father, not by the works of man, Lord, but by your own hand you have done it, Father. Lord, and we give you glory and honor. Jesus, we give you glory and honor. We give you glory and honor, Jesus. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, You know, the first half of the broadcast, we talked about living and walking um, worthy of the calling which we were called. And it makes no difference who you are. It doesn't matter if you're a preacher or a teacher or a school teacher or a garbage man. We all have the same word of truth. We all have the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. We all have the same word of life. We still have we all have the same words from God. Where he said in my name, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, preach that the kingdom of God is at hand that the enemy has no more authority in this earth, but that all authority in heaven and earth belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who died on the cross for the sins of the world, that the world through him might be saved, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, I pray, Lord, tonight that For all the listeners out there, God, that you would give them boldness, Lord. Father, give them boldness to boldly proclaim your word throughout the nations, Lord. Father, whatever city, whatever country they're in right now, Lord. Father, across your earth, Lord, that you would raise them up, Father. Lord, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Father, fill them with revelation of your presence in their life, Father. As your word declares that we carry about the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. Lord, that you would help them to understand, Father. Give them, as it says in Ephesians, wisdom and revelation. God, in the knowledge of you, Father, that the eyes of their hearts would be flooded with light, Father. That they would all know what is the hope of their calling. Father, that they would know what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe in you. According to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ Jesus when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand. Father, and you gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess, Jesus, that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, we give you honor tonight, Father. We give you praise. And for eternity we will sing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Great is the Lord, who still is faithful to his people. Great is the Lord, who still performs miracles. Father, who still moves mountains, Lord. Who still redeems men to himself. So, this is Prayer International Radio. If you need prayer tonight, our we still have a few minutes left. Our call in number six one nine 
638-638-8458. And we're going to go into some worship, and we will be possibly be back if we have enough time. If not, then we will see you tomorrow night at 10 o'clock.
habitation in this place tonight. Resting. A holy habitation, a sanctuary for you tonight, Lord. Resting. Delight yourself, delight yourself in the songs we sing. Looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.